watching One Piece. We are! Welcome back to We Are Watching One Piece, an anime rewatch podcast for that rubber boy anime we all love to call One Piece. It's also the name of the treasure on the Grand Line. You might have heard of it. My name is Joe, and I'm joined as always by Jory. How are you, Jory? I'm I'm good. I I love I love this rubber boy. Uh huh. I want to give him hugs. I like his new crew. Yeah, he's made he made he's made like Straw Hats 2.0 now. <laughs> yeah, he just made Straw Hats 2. It's gonna be really weird in like 300 episodes when he finally meets back up with the old Straw Hats, and he's like, "Well, uh-huh. these are my new friends now. Sorry." <laughs> I don't want to play with you anymore. It dramatically drops Zoro. <laughs> I'm I'm also imagining like the the Peggle two announcement where he's like Straw Hats two, just, and Luffy just like does a jump and then walks away. Every every year when it's when it's gamer time, I uh that's what that's what E three is called. If you're on uh-huh. if you're on the social meds, that's what they call yeah. it. Gamer time. The social meds call it gamer time. Uh, I just hope the Peggle 2 guy makes an appearance to excitedly announce something no one gives a shit about. <laughs> yeah. I think every time there is anything that's a 2, like any sequel, should <laughs> yeah. be announced by him with yeah. that enthusiasm. <laughs> but, like, no other announcements. Like, he has to leave immediately. Because that's what sells the bit. <laughs> it's been, like, seven years, and just he says Peggle 2 and does a jump in a fun uh-huh. way and lands and just walks off it's just <laughs> incredible I, I have multiple frames from that saved on my phone <laughs> for various different emotional reactions i need to <laughs> to post them um but yeah it's a great gift i hope everyone listening at home knows what the fuck we're talking about <laughs> I, I, I genuinely have no idea how deep of a cut the peggle 2 jump is because it's just it's just always been in my peripheral vision. <laughs> I can't actually get away. It's kind of scary. The SCP. <laughs> uh, Straw Hats too. Uh, we're here. It's it's Impel Down. I believe this is our our final Impel Down episode. It's very exciting. If y'all remember, we left off with them trying to escape. Uh, I guess we'll figure out if they're gonna do it this time. I say as I've already said, it's the final Impel Down episode. Uh, and we we left off with a very big confrontation between Luffy and Blackbeard, the main character and presumably the main bad guy. <laughs> he punched him, and then it cliff hung, and then is that a word? Cliff hung? Cliff hanged? <laughs> cliff hanged. <laughs> it was a cliffhanger with him punching him, and then yeah. we come back this time to see uh the after effects of that and i just want to say really fucking choice decision to have the recap show all of that again and then he punches him and then it freeze frames on his punched face for the title (laughs) card and then it the title card ends and then you see him fly back after he gets punched so the fact that luffy's able to punch him is cool like he does damage yeah he just he just wasn't expecting Luffy to do a punch, which maybe. But if there's anything I know about Luffy, <laughs> he that's a big thing he does is punch. <laughs> he was very angry because he's walking in there being like blah 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 Ace and uh, dying for you, and then Luffy gives him a really fucking big punch and yeah, he sends him back. My first note that I wrote down uh, in this section is uh, that I don't 
I think I think Blackbeard's dub voice is just like only like eighty percent there. Like <laughs> you, I think when you're casting a dub for One Piece, I think nailing the laugh is one of the most important things. Yeah, and I think Blackbeard's dub voice is just like almost there. I I would assume that for for Blackbeard's dub voice, they just give him a generic pirate voice, but also he's good at the laugh. Cause... Yeah, that, that's the thing. I think the voice is fine. It's the it's the laugh that mm. I think is just like halfway there for me. Because you really got to hit the Z in Z ha ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> it, it similar. This is like too much of an aside, but similarly to Dragon Blackbeard, just kind of has like he and uh he exists design. And it's really interesting. I don't know if that's a product of him being uh named mostly named after the real Blackbeard, or when he was first introduced, they didn't know he was going to be, uh, have this horrifying dark fruit, or... (laughs) You raise an excellent point. I have no idea how much Oda really knew when he introduced him. Like, he shows up in Jaya, and he's, like, eating pie, and he's cool. And, like, they make a big deal about, like, this is Blackbeard. Yeah. At that point, we know that Ace is chasing Blackbeard, if we remember a one-off line from alabasta yeah so like i don't know i guess just be like oh i guess he's bad if ace is chasing him but our introduction to him is that he seems kind of cool if not just weird but yeah I, his design is just kind he's just a guy he's just a big he's just a big guy he's not like designed and i guess the the edgy dark way you might expect for uh someone who has darkness powers but that might also just be a side effect of being designed so early in the show <laughs> or uh or rather so early in the manga even uh because he shows up right before skypea and i mean haha funny joke oda thought that would be the half point at the time but um <laughs> here we are uh but yeah he's he's a guy and he gets punched really hard yeah. and um then a very terrifying follow-up is that uh blackbeard fights back he has this like <laughs> black hole power where it sucks luffy into his hand and like he grabs him and throws him into the ground and luffy of course uh the way of course you know if you remember blackbeard's power negates double fruits so luffy is in pain as he hits the ground and he's holding his head screaming and everyone's like i thought he was made of rubber what the fuck like i think crocodile says that and i I wrote down like him luffy reacting to pain is i think really well shown because i i made me think how often is he felt pain like what does like he feels the exertion of his body give out but how often has he felt yeah blunt force like he gets stabbed but he never really feels like any blunt head trauma (laughs) yeah that's that's an interesting thing that like if you were just watching the show if they didn't like make a big deal about it, it it wouldn't really cross your mind like he's like oh he's strong so he's like fighting through the pain but no, he just yeah. he's made of rubber, so it just bounces through him. Mm-hmm. Blackbeard really does have like a final boss power. It's insane how like, Blackbeard's power. Like Blackbeard is if I'm gonna I'm gonna do a video game comparison here, uh is like a third act villain in a video game where like you meet the final boss in the JRPG, but it's not final boss fight time, and he like takes your powers that you've been using throughout it. So you get that shitty part of the game where you don't have any of the powers that you were using. Mm-hmm. You're describing Final Fantasy 15 to me. <laughs> that happens in Final Fantasy 15. Hell yeah. Uh huh. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, Arden is the main bad guy. He shows up kind of early and is just like a weird fucko. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there is. It's it's highly contested. Chapter thirteen of that game where you have to play as as Noctis alone with literally no powers whatsoever or any weapons. Oh, they're just like yeah. You, this is the part of the game where you get like this weird magic ring, which isn't fun to use, and it's all you hit can use for this like <laughs> hour long section of gameplay. Uh, so much so that they did eventually release like a patch with an alternate chapter thirteen, so you don't have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> which I think I eventually played the alternate cut. I don't remember, but um, I like that game more than a lot of people. <laughs> uh, but yes, I think yeah, it's. It, it's very interesting how he, you know, he, he has been around for so long and his power is so devastating. And it's just like, you know that eventually these two, spoilers, this isn't, this isn't actually their big fight. Uh, but <laughs> you, you know that eventually these two fighting is going to be like the event or an event. Yeah. Unless, you know, uh, maybe it's something that could be subverted somehow. I'd be surprised. It would be boring. Uh, but it's such a big deal, and you see them going at each other now, and you're just like, what the fuck do you do to Blackbeard? And, like, even even at this point, we've been introduced to hockey, and I don't even know, like, how that plays into it. I have no idea what Blackbeard's power, how it responds to that, or if, like... Who, who's to say that his power can't just stop hockey? I, who is to say? Like, Whom? <coughs> at this point, like... It's fucked up. This point, like, not even Oda knows. Like, he opens up his. I don't know how the fuck writing and scripting out manga works. So I'm just gonna pretend this is how he opens up the the big old manga sketch manga sketchbook, and images just start to appear, and the story forms itself. Uh huh. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I know. I know many artists, and they have told me that's how it works. So there's there is no hard work, pain, or suffering involved with art. <laughs> But it, like, drains life force or something, I don't know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, it, it's like the, the even cuff hormones, where it's like, Oda is shortening his life with every big fight that he generates with his brain. Which is why he needs to fucking hurry up and finish One Piece. Uh, yeah, I, I think, like, as far as, like, like o Oda, I think, is smart about being like, yeah, Blackbeard's a big deal. We're gonna sprinkle him out every now and then, so that way, you know, like, there is a basis point for Luffy. It's not like... He's going to show up in the final battle and Luffy's not going to know who he is, but it's still going to like matter, which I think a lot of things fail at that setup um, of the emotional stakes for, for big fights. But he's also not like shoehorning Blackbeard into everything. It's like he, he like he's he set this up here. Blackbeard's going to stay important and sometimes, but like he's not going to like when Blackbeard shows up again it'll fucking matter. Like, he knows the weight of that character. Which is the thing, I think, uh, with the exception of, like, I mean, obviously, the, I think the movies don't count. I think Stampede is, is, is a testament to the opposite of this. But I think Oda is really good about knowing the weight of people showing up and being involved in things. And Oda being like, yeah, you know, that's not the, that's not the story I'm telling right now. I'm talking about all these other fucking people. I'm talking about, I don't know, like, Doflamingo or whatever the fuck. But... If he ever shows up again, he's not important. But no, no. God, I'm just like thinking about how many episodes of this podcast Dress Rosa would feasibly be, because I think I think it is like legitimately the longest arc at this point. <laughs> just a whole year of this podcast talking about Dress Rosa. One day, if we ever get there. Uh, but for now, we're still in Impel Down, and yeah, this fight is terrifying. It's really terrifying to see Blackbeard just fucking fold Luffy like laundry. It's fucked up. Yeah. 
uh, and terrifying, and Crocodile and Jinbear just like watching and being like, "What the fuck is Blackbeard's power? How is he able to do this shit?" And I think I think like uh, eventually Magellan shows up and is like, "How did Blackbeard get down here? I left like fucking poison walls everywhere," which I don't think happens yet. But yeah, I like Crocodile uh, questioning Blackbeard. Um, but what I really like, all right, so Luffy like wants to keep fighting him, and he's like, "I'm fucking mad." This is the reason Ace is, like, going through what he's going through and the reason I'm here going through what I'm going through by transitive property. Uh, but Jinbei stops him. What I think is really, really important about this scene is the fact that Luffy listens to him. And it made yeah. me think, how often does Luffy listen to someone trying to be level-headed? <laughs> One, I think that says a lot about how much he immediately trusts Jinbei for some reason. With, like, their... like. Really just like, yeah, you're a warlord, but you're friends with Ace, and like Ace is so important to you that you didn't you you quit being a warlord. You're my like, yeah, you are my dad now. I have been adopted by Jinbei. <laughs> but I also think it helps when Jinbei lets Luffy do something. I think it shows a lot of like weight in those character decisions of him being like, No, you can't do this. Please focus. And Luffy listens. And then later when Luffy's like, No, I can't do this, and Jinbei's like, Okay. Like I think I think those are those are powerful moments. Spoilers that might happen in this episode of the podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't remember. I I wrote down that I like Crocodile questioning Blackbeard, but I don't remember why or what he says. So he's just like, so you're going to show up in Impel Down and jeopardize the position of warlord that you worked so hard for. Or, like, that you wanted. Oh, And yes. Blackbeard's just like, no, this is just all part of my plan. Which, I mean, as soon as I find out that he gets turned into a warlord from the little bits I've seen him, I'm like, I don't, I don't think, I think he's just doing similar to Crocodile. Yeah. Like, he's using this as, like, a stepping stone. Means to an end, yeah. Like, from But it's interesting that he's, like, throwing it away immediately. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like I, I only needed a, to be a warlord, I think, pretty much just to get here right now <laughs> uh it's it's it feels weird because like what what could he possibly have at impel down but ah! it's uh the, the way this chunk of episodes ended made me a uh, thinking emoji yeah but... <laughs> there's yeah there's a hell of a cliffhanger at the end of this uh podcast episode and yeah so like he tells blackbeard like i or he tells uh crocodile rather yeah. uh i could tell you my whole plan right now if you want to know and they doesn't which is funny yeah. but he also as luffy's leaving maybe in this episode or later he says he tells luffy like we got big things coming kid like <laughs> stay fucking tuned which yeah. is like terrifying and i know what he means and it's still terrifying uh it's fucked up if true <laughs> I, I it makes me I want to know everyone's reasoning for why they're a warlord, like cause we know we, Hancock's. No Hancock's. Crocodiles is pretty clear. He just was like using it as a easy way to get a power grab. A little bit of scene of Do Flamingo. It feels like he he does like shady shit all the time, and having the position of warlord just gives him immunity for a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, he's he's kind of like Crocodile times twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jinbei, I think we can infer that it's for protections of all the fishmen under him. Yeah. Which is now, unfortunately, gone. Dracul just seems to like to fuck people up. <laughs> yeah, Dracul- Mihawk, I think, is the biggest question mark, where he's just like, he's just like, yeah, I'm comfy, you know? Like, 
I, I do a couple jobs and I really get to do whatever I want, but not like in a bad evil way. He just he's just vibing. It, it like I it, it's what I thought of him like way back when he was first introduced, but it's just it's the funniest thing that the Grand Line has griefers. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. It's it's like the more like the now that we know how big fucking the grand like we have more scale for how big the grand line is how powerful mihawk is what a warlord means the fact that he showed up at fucking the barati in the east blue is the funniest shit and like maybe that was like maybe oda didn't realize how big of a jump in scale he was doing then when he like introduces mihawk because he's like oh I have this idea for Mihawk and the Warlords. I'll show him, like, I'll introduce the Warlords before Jinbei is name-dropped in Arlong Park, just so that way you know the scale of, like, Arlong's protection, I guess. But to have him show, like, all right, and I need I need Zoro stuff. Like, I need Zoro to have some more motivation than he has right now. Let's draw him together with, with uh, Luffy's dream to be the best. But yeah, like, the, the as time has gone on, the scale of Mihawk becomes more and more fucked up for that <laughs> To be a thing that he did. <laughs> Fucking call Dead Mouse and Gerard Way because we have a professional griefer here. <laughs> the joke for me and no one else. Uh, yeah, so this, yeah, uh, there's some other fights going in and out. Uh, there's a lot of not seeing the action so it can be a reveal later. This Impel yeah. Down loves that, including the fact that we see part of Ivan Kopp's fight with what's sadie but not all of it we see that they they do some shit to get the whip away from her and then whips sadie it's whatever (laughs) what's really fucked up that i want to make sure i call attention to i had forgotten this and uh to the point where someone brought this up in the discord and i was like i don't know if i believe that like i is that that couldn't have possibly happened but crocodile says that these demon guards are awakened zone types yeah Mm -hmm. and i was like now, I was pretty sure Awakened meant something else, because I had I had brought it up in the Discord behind spoiler tags. But it's very interesting to me that they, that they say that here. And I wonder if Oda has, like, if that term is still consistent. Like, if Oda means the same thing by Awakened now that he did then. And this isn't a conversation you can engage in in any way, Jory. I'm sorry, but uh, no. it is very interesting to hear that term here. No, it, it is a conversation I can engage in because as soon as he said that, I thought if Chopper awakens his own fruit, is he just a guy? Like, <laughs> is he just like yeah. a large, like not hairy man? Like, that's a, I must have think. Presumably, the the demon guards are men who ate like a, the bull fruit or whatever, and then they yeah. just like awaken it to such a point where they don't feel pain. Like, which is like an interesting way to use that term, I guess. But I. There are, like, theory threads of has X awakened a devil fruit power by doing this fucked up thing, like, all across the fucking subreddits or whatever. Or, like, what would awakening X devil fruit power be? And, like, right now, this is our only frame of reference for what that might look like for a zone type, and it's fucking just a passing thing, Crocodile says. But I don't know. Um, Devil fruits are fucked up and weird, and I think it's very... Uh, bizarre that that term is dropped here, and I forgot about it. One fear, one piece, <laughs> one vision. Um, but yeah. So as we like, I I think Magellan, yeah, Magellan has now shown up on this level, 
and he's contacting the H, not like HQ or whatever, but he's like, hey, how the fuck, he's like on the snail, and like, how the fuck did Blackbeard get down here? And they're like, we don't know, all of our communications are cut, we can't contact Mar- uh, Marineford, Marine he- headquarters at all, and um, that's scary. And as Magellan's trying to figure out what happens, the person talking to him gets murdered as well. And we see it's by Shiryu. <laughs> it was just like, ah, Shiryu's just fucking shit up. Uh, great. One fear. Like, every time Shiryu <laughs> does anything, he's literally just introduced as, like, the worst cop of all fucking time. He's and too he's evil like, for, the, for the, the cops. In more he's deep. too evil for Impel Down! Ugh. And yeah, he's released just because Blackbeard's a big threat, and he immediately is like, I'm not gonna fight Blackbeard, I'm gonna destroy the prison that kept me locked up. You're a <laughs> fucking idiot for letting me out. <laughs> and we still don't really know about his deal, it's just, like, happening off screen. Yeah. Uh, but let's cut away from that most terrifying thing, back to our good friends Buggy and Galdino, who are, uh, up on level one, uh, and I think that's it. I think they just are... <laughs> cheering about it and then we cut away yeah (laughs) uh and we cut back to blackbeard um doing his whole shtick about how dreams are good and the one piece is real and uh just keep watching kid we're gonna do cool shit and it's really interesting to like hear his speeches about like the the era where pirates dream will never end this rules let's 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 all fucking do our best guys pep talk but now it feels so much more menacing. Yeah. It's a uh, it's also like that they they spent the time to like show the meeting between Luffy and him and everything and it feels like it's it's going to mean even more than we thought what it happened. Like when they yes. first introduced Blackbeard it really just felt like oh there's someone just like Luffy but he's a big he's a big pirate man with his own crew. Mm-hmm. who has, like, dreams and stuff, and now we know he's a horrifying monster. So what are his horrifying monster dreams? Who could say? What else happens in this episode? Um, oh, Luffy t- uh, takes out his anger instead on the Demon Guard. Because it's, like, the big bull one that he fought before, mm. but couldn't beat. And everyone's like, no, they can't, you know, they can't be stopped. Don't waste your energy on it. And he just, like, flattens it in one punch, and everyone's like, Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Uh, and then they keep going up the stairs. Uh, they're leaving They're leaving Blackbeard to his own devices as per uh, Jinbei's uh, reasonable request. And there's a scene where Sadie's, like, tied up. All right. Yeah. Sure. That, that's where she said, uh, in the subtitles, Okamakov, which I'm just, I, I, I don't know how they could translate that. I don't think they, they. I don't think they said anything. Like I don't even think they tried. Because I was watching the dub oh. and I was just like, I was like, this probably is the scene that they were talking about. But they don't really say anything. I think they maybe just say like that queen or something at best. Okay, so that's like that's the closest I think they could probably get. Like, yeah, that's just such just like a sidestep like, that. Yeah. Well, but yeah, I mean, like o- Okama being translated into Okama my way is already salvaging something that's like. I think bordering or it literally a slur uh and then to like just be like hey you know like yeah we'll we'll 
like, I don't know, it's kind of a cheeky way to, like, salvage it, is, oh, come my way. But you can't turn that into a pun the way that the Japanese language turns a lot yeah. of things into puns. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's tied up, which I think uh, this confirms that Ivankov is really good at rope tying, um, <laughs> canonically. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's whatever. She's That scene is stupid. Um, but then Blackbeard uh, continues his little stroll through level four and uh, meets up with Magellan, who's just like, I don't have time for this, and just drenches them in poison and kills them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that that feels so weird. Like how, he Blackbeard knows Magellan is here, and he knows who Magellan is, but he's not prepared for the poison. That felt yeah, really they weird just, to me. They just take it, and Magellan leaves. And like <laughs> us as the viewer, or at least us as the viewer, maybe not every viewer, because it's uh presumably watched by people much younger than us, but like us, we're like. Well, fucking Blackbeard's not dead, so what are they going to pull? Like, <laughs> which is, I think, true of a lot of fights in this that Magellan has, where it's like, well, they're not dead, so, um, much like we had for Luffy. Um, which is like, yeah, a weird, like, tightrope of, like, setting up Magellan's stakes that it can kill you e- so easily that the touch is poison, but also, like, well, <laughs> p- people are going to lose to him and make it out anyway, uh, yeah. because this is a shonen manga. Uh, but yeah, so that episode ends with Magellan, like, yelling Straw Hat up the stairs and just, like, unleashing a fucking tidal wave of poison up the stairs after them. And I think it's a really effective cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, and that was 447. I don't know if I said the number or how many listeners care. But we're moving on to 448. Um, and I was like, as this episode starts, they're in the Starvation Hell Level 3. And I was like, oh, it's kind of cool that, like, there's kind of enough visual language where you can immediately tell how far they are from the top or bottom just by looking at where they are. Like, level two and level one, that's a little less true because they're only really different by, like, either the the animal monsters or the blue gory. But but still. Yeah. Which actually, there's a point later where the, um, I think that actually works for it where you see someone and you're like, I don't know what level they're on. But I know that they're above three. But yeah, so they're all running up, and Ivankov and Inazuma stay behind on level three uh, because Ivankov is going to fight Magellan. So they're like, Inazuma, you know, continue going up and use your scissor power to block the way. I'm going to hold off Magellan to buy everybody time. And uh, Ivankov calls Magellan a drippy boy. (laughs) What? In the dub, he calls him drippy boy. And I just want to make sure that everyone knows that and has that knowledge because I do. <laughs> That's, uh, I don't remember the subtitle saying anything particularly goofy. Or drippy. Yeah. <laughs> um, eventually Luffy learns that Ivankov stays behind. But yeah, as, as they're going up and Luffy learns that, uh, everyone's, I think it's Crocodile who's like, this is weirdly easy that we're able to just go up here. <laughs> and, uh, that's thanks to Buggy. <laughs> Buggy staging his own revolts on level two and working his way up to level one has kind of made level two non-existent for for Luffy's uh, journey upwards. We learn that Sadie's spine hurts, but it's not from the ropes. It's from having your fucking back broken on Ivankov's shoulders like they're fucking Bane. I don't know what that wrestling move is called, but I'm sure it is one. Oh, that's a torture rack. That's the important knowledge that's brought to this <laughs> podcast. 
Yes. Um, <laughs> we should have a we should have a One Piece like a Straw Hat character who really is just a wrestler. Like I think that would be a fun like regular character to see. I mean, uh, there's uh, Jesus Burgess. That's true. <laughs> He's we a haven't bad man. He's we a have bad not man. seen very much of him though. <laughs> yeah. But I am curious that whenever we do, I am curious how much of what he does is actually just wrestling. <laughs> uh it's been it's I think we really only saw them do anything in the the Blackbeard Ace fight. Yeah. I I have Chopper has done a Boston Crab before, so there's that. I don't know what that means, but I believe you. <laughs> I thought he was a raid deer. He's not, not a crab. Ugh. <laughs> 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 Anyways, um, how do you feel about the Ivankov Magellan fights on on this uh level of the prison? Uh, it's fun. <laughs> it is fun. They're like just like, doing a shit ton of weeks, <laughs> and uh, doing uh physical comedy gags. Yeah, <laughs> which is which is fun. There's like <laughs> Ivankov gets like poison on their face, but they're like, ah, oh, it was just a mask. And uh, yeah, it's it. Th- this fight's a lot of fun, but it really is just like. We don't really even see how it goes. We just see that, like, Magellan is, like, kind of impossible to get a hit in. And yeah. uh, we, we cut back to Inazuma, who's, like, waiting by the stairs. Like, they blocked it off with their scissors and yeah. are just like, like, come on, Ivankov, hurry up. I'm worried about you. And then, like, there's some rumbling of something coming up and they get, like, excited. But, oh, no, it's poison. Poison <laughs> is what's rising up. That's a very bad sign. Yeah. Um, and I, th- yeah, Inazuma, like, stands off like they're gonna fight, but I don't even think we see them try. I think it just cuts away. No, they just go away. <laughs> F, F in the chat for Inazuma. And, yeah, Buggy, we, we, we cut back to Buggy, who's, like, running away from some demon guards. I think they're running, like, back down, technically. And they bump into Crocodile, <laughs> uh, which is very fun, uh, especially for Mr. Three. Who's like, oh shit, that's my old boss who I thought was at the bottom of this prison. What the fuck is going on? Um, and as we like, I don't remember exactly how that conversation goes. I just remember that we cut back to in the background, we see that the demon guards have been defeated off screen by Luffy. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, cool. Like, like, and then, oh yeah, like when Luffy, <laughs> when Luffy sees them again, he's like, hey, I'm glad you guys are okay. And they're just like defeated because they've just been, they, like they, they do not give a shit about Luffy, but they are affected by how kind he always is, which is a great yeah. running bit. The conversation with Crocodile and Galdino was just, croc, shows how, how much, how little Crocodile cared about him. Basically just like called him a pest. It was like, oh, you're here. Like... <laughs> Which is fucked up, because three is a pretty high number, right? I would assume so. Like, Crocodile Zero, one is Das Bones, two is Bon and Clay, three is Galdino. And, like, those, like, and now, like, I guess Mr. One kind of seems like a big deal, but, like, two and three seem like fucking nothing now. <laughs> Which is insane! <laughs> but, like, I don't know, like, Das Bones, you're like, well... I maybe he's gotten stronger with everyone else. Like Crocodile likes him, which I think has some like uh clout transferred over. But yeah. uh we've seen Crocodile be strong. We haven't seen Daz Bones do anything, but like Zoro beat him then and he's stronger now. So presumably, like he would again. 
and he's going to a place with uh, all the warlords. So hmm, sure, we'll see. It'll work out just fine. Yeah, uh, probably. His name's Daz Bones. <laughs> he's too cool. <laughs> yeah, I I do like too how even though Buggy and Galdito didn't do anything to defeat the demons, demon guards. All the all the like generic bad guys are still cheering for Buggy. Like it was his stroke of genius to get the Rubber Boy to beat him for him. Yeah, that's the thing. He like Buggy continues to get credit for like all of the stuff <laughs> that happens from the people he rescued in levels uh, two and one, um, which I think is just very funny. <laughs> I, I it... Bu- Buggy is the only person I allow to fail upwards in not just fiction but in reality as well. <laughs> It's uh, I know it's not a thing in the One Piece Dragon Ball crossover, but uh, do do you know much about Hercule from Dragon Ball? Um, I know that he's like a joke character in the video games because he's just a guy, right? So it, it, is it like a jetpack? Uh, yeah, so he's just a regular dude. Um, in uh in Japan, he's called Mister Satan, but because of uh yes. religion in America, he he got Hercule, but um. He gets the credit for uh, defeating Cell because the camera crews were all gone, were all like gone away and stuff. So he's considered like the champion of Earth, even though Goku and the Dragon Ball family they're all the ones who did it because he was like the world tournament champion while Goku was on another planet. So like mm-hmm. he just happened to win, and he repeatedly gets credit for stopping the big bad bad guy who like was going to destroy the earth. Uh-huh. Instead of like Goku or Gohan or anyone, and it's just it's a similar thing and I want him and Buggy to interact. Well, that's basically <laughs> like Andrew's theory that Buggy will get credit for being king of the pirates even though Luffy yeah. does it. Like who knows? I like Buggy has been around enough through so many big things like this <laughs> that I'm like, whatever happens in the end, Buggy will be there. Buggy will be involved in the in the ending yeah. of the show one way or another. Um, and he's great, and I love him, and I'm really glad that's the case. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I I love the animation. I love the animation on like this whole stretch of episodes. There's some great fluid stuff that nerds yeah, would probably there's... complain about. Like like they did on a previous episode, I remember seeing comments on Funimation like, this animation's bad because it's not like, I don't know, boring looking. <laughs> it's like there's actually like fluidity to to motion. No, 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 it's the classic, look, the animation is bad. Screenshot of an in-between frame. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Magellan, oh no, what I was gonna, the reason I brought up the good animation is because uh, when Luffy says those kind of words, like word bubbles stab into... Buggy and Mr. Three, um, which is just like good, pro- probably a better uh manga joke than anime joke, but I like whenever anything that seems like that transfers over, which makes me almost wish that like in the Scott Pilgrim movie when they when he asks if Ramona's natural like if that's her natural hair color, like a word bubble popped up and says this is based on a black and white comic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but all that being said, Magellan shows back up. Bummer. His voice rings out, and he's yelling for Straw Hat. Uh, I wrote a, a frowny face in my notes here, uh, because that means that Inazuma's super dead. And that's I think that's a cliffhanger again, is Magellan showing up. Yep. That's 448. And uh, 449 is uh, Luffy being like, well, I guess I gotta fight Magellan, even though I definitely <laughs> died the last time I tried that. And uh, Bonaclay tries to stop him. He doesn't really want to listen to Bonaclay. Magellan is like, commanding 
people to, to do stuff through his transponder snow, but we don't know exactly what he's planning yet. But uh, Jinbei says, like, no, you really shouldn't have fight him. You remember what happened last time. And, uh, and he's like, I... Like, he's still... He's not entirely undecided. He's, but he's, like, starting to listen to Jinbei. But uh, Magellan does a big attack. They really frame it like it's gonna kill everyone. Like, it's like, oh, this this has to make contact with Luffy, right? From how it looks. Uh, but when we cut, uh, we see that Mr. 3 is able to stop it with wax. Wax, baby! <laughs> and uh, there's a line at some point where... Crocodile's like, well, shit, I guess every power is useful at some point. <laughs> Which is yeah. really funny. Yeah, he's just like, yep, uh, when it's not meltingly hot, my power can do stuff for people. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, they've spent a lot of fucking time on uh, the the burning hell level. And that's also where Luffy fought Magellan before. And also, yeah, because he, he used the candle lock rifle on the one demon guard, but he had like five seconds to do the attack before it melted. Yeah. But yeah, now they're up on, I think, I don't know if this is level two or level one yet, but they're, they're up on one of those. And yeah, so Luffy now talks to Jinbei and is like, hey, I have an idea to use this wax shit. Let me fight Magellan. I trust you to like get everyone together on a boat. And Jinbei's like, all right, I trust you, Luffy. And, yeah, because, uh, like, what Luffy says is that um, it's going to be harder to take a boat with him chasing us, so someone has to keep him here. Yeah, which is true. Yeah. It's, Luffy, uh, it's... Luffy's, Luffy's not just fighting because he wants to fight. No, he, he's smart. He knows what he has to do. Like, like uh, I, I'll, keep, I'll keep going back to it. Him at Sabaody just being like, we're not strong enough, we have to go, is... That's an incredible line to have in a shonen ma- like manga and anime. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> shit like that doesn't happen. Yeah, like Luffy rarely, Luffy rarely, like he'll get into fights that he almost like barely wins at the, the limit of his physical ability. I think Water 7 is probably the closest he's gotten to, uh, so far anyway, the closest he's gotten to fighting until he actually died. Um, But like even still, he was like, yeah, I know that I, I'm going to push myself as far as possible for the friend. Like, plus, like each each arc, I think, tends to dig into Luffy's like fighting mentality in a little bit of a different way. Because, like, you know, Alabasta, we really focus on you know him thinking how to beat someone who is technically stronger than him, like like a power that just does not match up with his in a in a uh, in a good way, and he like figures out a way to do it. But like that's the thing, like Luffy. I don't think Luffy's ever won by accident. Like, I think Luffy's always been smarter or stronger, and, like, he knows when to leave or, like, stall or whatever it is, which I think makes him, like, a great shonen protagonist. I I never, like, whenever Luffy wins, I feel very satisfied by, like, watching him do it, which I think I would say of, like, is true of most One Piece fights, even though we rag on Zoro. Like, there are some Zoro fights that are just like, okay, yeah, it was cool to watch, and then he won. There's not as much, uh... Know, grabbable pat- pathos or whatever as there is with like Luffy using his own blood to punch Crocodile to death or <laughs> yeah. even like I, th- I would say like the, the Luchi stuff in Water 7 I think is is really effective just because of the um the stakes of it yeah uh but yeah so he uh he's like I'm going to he's not he's not like going to try and beat Magellan necessarily like he knows the goal is holding him back and protecting people yeah and he's going to do it with wax. And uh, 
How would you describe what happens next? <laughs> that sequence is incredible. It's it's like a fucking the old, the old, the frame of reference I have is Power Rangers, like the Megazords forming together. Like yeah, fucking... it looks it has like the exact same animation as when they tried to combine in the Thriller Bark, like all the straw hats. <laughs> yeah! But it's but it's just Luffy getting like different pieces of wax armor. But yeah, no, it looks fucking. So it's so funny and so like it also was like just really well animated. Is it? It has like good music behind it too that has that same feeling. And mm-hmm. then what makes it even better is Luffy starts crying. He's like, "Thank you for making me look so cool." <laughs> yeah. Do you think it looks cool? Uh. <laughs> the legs prob- are like kind of weird. If it had, if the Miss Golden Week was there to like paint it. Oh. Because yeah, if I, it I, had like color on it, like I think if it if there was like colored red, it would mm-hmm. look really cool, like to match his, his like usual like vest. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, Luffy wears a lot of red. I don't what I literally don't even know what color his vest is in Impel Down, which is a shame. <laughs> but yeah, it's this is great how he's like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna just does like a gum gum pistol that he he puts champion in front of everything because they're like boxing gloves. On his uh like wax box and gloves. Someone there was a comment that said all he's missing is the afro, which I think is a great callback. But he yeah he like punches Magellan and he's like hey I can actually hit him like it hits the the poison and it doesn't deteriorate. Shout out to Mister Three. Do you think like like I have to I have to wonder like Oda sitting down and being like all right so this is the bad guys I want to put an impel down. Let me run through a rolodex of every bad guy I've come up with that Luffy could team up with. And he's like, Mr. Three, <laughs> like, like the marriage of Mr. Three being an impel down and Magellan being the big bad and impel down feels like too perfect. <laughs> so much so that I can't even fathom what came first or if Lu- or if they were like, all right, these are the characters I want Luffy to team up with. What is something that pairs well with that? Like I, I so want to look into Oda's head and like know how he got, Half of his fucking ideas. Because <laughs> they rule. Uh, but yeah, so Luffy uh, does some good punches. And um, we see that everyone else who ran away uh, gets up to the front door. They're all having emotional moments. They're like, I was never going to see this again. They slowly push it open. Buggy says they're ready for anything. And they weren't <laughs> actually ready for the thing that happened, which is that there's no ships out there. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Just fucking empty and they're like well shit this is the one thing we did not prepare for (laughs) they were really banking on a marine ship that they could uh try and hijack and um Jinbei everyone's dad like rallies them up and is like we can't give up now we're already here and he's like look they're not too far they're they're like you can kind of see their outlines in the fog if you look hard enough and he's like also by the way I'm a fucking fish man I got this (laughs) I guess as soon as uh, they're far off, I was like, oh, he can just swim over there really fast. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I can I can remember that. Uh-huh. He's he's a big fish, man. And like we haven't seen him fight with water yet. Like we've seen him like Ooh. use like his his water list karate, but we haven't seen him at like top strength, which is a very exciting uh, thing about these next few episodes <laughs> seeing Jinbei fight at full fucking strength. <laughs> And his, so what he does is tear one of the doors off of the front gates of Impel Down, jump into the water with it and say, all right, get on. 
who's who's taken over a marine ship with me and everyone's like what the, that's stupid like we're not i saw the end of titanic we can't all fit on that fucking thing and everyone's like bitching about it but uh crocodile and does bones just hop on le- like no hesitation and uh buggy eventually joins i think his his idea is that like well we'll just go on the ship then like we're <laughs> it's safe <laughs> yeah. it's safer to go with these powerhouses and have a ship than to sit here and wait yeah and he's right um, but I just want to say, like, uh, no, no one else joins. But as Jinbei shoots off and like starts swinging really fast, just the visual of like him carrying this big plank of wood in the water with crocodile, Daz bones, and buggy on the back is maybe one of the greatest shots ever in the history of cinema <laughs> and animation. <laughs> it's really good. What I was, what I was making me think of is I don't. I'm sure this has happened in a game that I've played, but I just can't think of it at the moment. But it, if, or if it hasn't, something like this needs to happen, but there's no way this is, has never happened. It's like in, in an RPG, like a JRPG, where you fight the same bad guys repeatedly through the game, and at a certain point, you get to control those bad guys, so you get to use all their cool powers that you kept, like, having used against you yeah it's just we get we get to see crocodile and Daz bones be cool but they're not bad guys being cool well they're still bad guys but they're not like against our good guy <laughs> yeah yeah enemy of enemy of my enemy is my friend stuff yeah um which is yeah that's like fuck the marines and get to marine for each person for kind of different reasons which I, a lot of people's reason is like they want out of impel down and Luffy is in control, so they are going to end up at Marineford. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's it's very cool. I'm trying to think of a of a of a good example because I know that there's a billion examples of RPGs doing that shit. I know that there's like <laughs> there's a flashback fight in Final Fantasy VII where you control Sephiroth. Oh, which I think I remember it being as like because you're playing as Cloud and Sephiroth in like a flashback. I think it's technically like. This was really Zack, but all the memory okay, shits. Okay, yeah. Spoilers for Final Fantasy VII. Uh, it's an old game. <laughs> but um, I remember that fight where Cloud died immediately, and you're really just doing it with Sephiroth. Um, oh, I just remembered another one. But it's um, in Final Fantasy X, you have that where a weird mix-up thing happens, like an event where you, you're forced to do a boss fight with uh, Orin, Yuna, and Seymour, who isn't really a bad guy yet, but is eventually a bad guy. Mm. Um, I think that's a Final Fantasy staple is having like bad guys join your team temporarily or like just powerful like overpowered people join your join your team so yeah. you can kind of like see how powerful they are and have like a, a different connection to it which is good um, storytelling techniques all that being said yeah they what a fucking team uh, Crocodile, Dazbones, uh, Buggy and Jinbei in the water um, I love I love watching it uh, Jinbei eventually gets there and is like, all right, I'm going to launch you. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to like, hold on to this door. I'm going to launch you. Buggy freaks out. Uh, cause he's like, oh, he just left us. He just left us here. The Marines are the shooting warlord. At us. He works for the government. He's, he's a traitor. He's against us. He was on their team the whole time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's used to be a warlord. Of course he's not gonna, even though he's standing next to crocodile. Um, but yeah, so Jinbei goes like swims down and builds up like he does his fucking fish man water karate and fucking launches that door and now that you've seen Jinbei fight in the water how fucking cool is it that's uh 
I'm gl- we finally have the the one like weakness covered up of of all these people, which is the water. Jinbei can just be hanging out in the water. Someone like boots Buggy off the boat. He can just like toss him back up. Just nope. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's it's great. <laughs> it's uh also he just shoots a fucking hyper beam <laughs> out of the fucking water. He's That's really good at episode, like he's basically water bending. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Have you ever been so good at karate that you could water bend? <laughs> that's that's uh that's basically Jinbei's whole fucking deal. It owns. And it's also like interesting too, like I think we've already gotten to this point where one piece with Hot Chan is like, eh, not all fishmen are bad. It's just Arlong's a piece of shit. But and like also like fishmen are heavily discriminated against. Look at all of Saba Odi. But like Jinbei is also just like Look at how fucking strong and cool he is, even. <laughs> like, like in a way that we, like, never saw. He's the first, like, strong fish man we've seen that isn't Arlong. Yeah. And, like, Arlong was never doing this shit. Arlong was just a fucking guy who, like, <laughs> had, like, a sharp, some sharp stuff. And Jinbei's like, fish man karate, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I love all this stuff uh, out in the water. And we, uh, I, the episode ends with like checking back in on Luffy, but nothing really happens. But, at, uh, episode 450, um, I do have some updates on the Funimation comments discourse. If you'll remember that, uh, Gray Fox, there is a Gray Fox who regularly complains about, um, the anime, even though he keeps watching it and commenting on it. <laughs> um, but now there's this running trend of like, uh, a user whose name is Anonymous1. Um, whose whose profile picture is a very busty Robin? <laughs> Hell yeah! But uh, sometimes they'll comment the that's the start time of the episode, like where the title card is after the recap. Um, which is of course the only reason I fucking look at the comments on these episodes. But he or they, I don't, I don't know. They uh will always like with with these comments, you kind of get like a subject title and a body. So like. Sometimes they might say, like, you know, starts at, and then the body, the, the comment will say the timer or whatever. Um, but Anonymous1 always titles their comments, um, uh, Gray Fox Sucks Dick. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this has been a running trend for a while. <laughs> but it's, it's, like, spelled with, like, elite speak. Like, like I, don't, I don't know if there's, like comment filters on Funimation. It probably it is. Probably is. There is. Fucking, I'm sure children are on this service. But, like, including watching One Piece. But, like, because, like, dick is spelled with, like, uh, let me put it here in Studio A, but it's, like, the backwards bracket and then, like, a, a paragraph sign. So, like, that's the D. Um, <laughs> so it's, like, like very intricate elite speak. So that way they can get under the filters. And, uh, so, so, like, what the reason I bring it up is that this this episode four fifty had like a development in which there is now a new person whose name is Wolven King seven 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 and they're like isn't it just as annoying that anonymous one keeps uh saying bad shit about Gray Fox aren't they just as annoying and they just get completely fucking clowned on so that there's like the thing about the comment section is there's like the however many like thumbs up thumbs down found this comment helpful so like all of gray fox's comments will be like 200 down votes and like 10 up votes so it'll be like uh 10 people out of 200 found this comment helpful thing 
uh, which is, I think, basically like how Steam reviews work. But uh, yeah. and the and the anonymous one saying that uh, Gray Fox sucks dick will also all, always have uh, a bunch of upvotes. But like, yeah, Wolf, <laughs> Wolven King seven seven seven. He's like, I think anonymous one is just annoying. Gets like supremely downvoted, and then there's like five comments saying like, I think Wolven King is just Gray Fox's alt, and it's so fucking. <laughs> There is a whole community of people around this event. It's so funny. How long ago was uh, this Gray Fox fellow complaining about a show that they watched? I don't know. Well, no, here's the thing. They keep fucking commenting. Like, they they keep, like, coming back? Yeah. Like, they're still watching (laughs) this anime and complaining about it in the comments, even though they get regularly clowned on. (laughs) We need to fuck... Gray Fox, if you're listening. Come on the pod. Please. So we can probably also clown on you. Um, because we like this show. And, uh, I mean, we're critical of it, too. But, I mean, there's a difference between, like, being like, oh, here's, you know, why some things are more effective than others. And someone being like, I think this arc's bad. <laughs> but, like, just regularly commenting on it. Like, you think after you get clowned on, like, twice, you would stop. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> That's incredible. <laughs> hey, I'm Saker. And I'm Evan. And our podcast is It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, what's that podcast about, Ev? So, do you know of a band called Bare Naked Ladies? One week. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Did you ever want to learn more about them? Or... Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, well, then this is the podcast for you because we teach you nothing with various guests. Yeah, like uh, like Matt Besser. Holy we shit. Climbed in a second story window and partied in this house where we barely where we didn't know at all the people. That was crazy. Holy fuck, Mike Mitchell. Why? Well, I, I don't know how, how, like, how much you guys really do. Love bare naked ladies. Justin McElroy. Grab your tongue. Grab your tongue, and I want you to say Our "born tongue. on a pirate ship." Bum on the pirate ship. You were born on a pile of shit, and many more. So check it out. But also, if you don't like bare naked ladies, we talk about them probably like a third of the time. So. Uh, yes. That's every Tuesday wherever fine podcasts are sold. We could make a board game about it. <laughs> Anyways, this actual episode, even Kav seems super dead. Like, that's how this episode starts, is we see them covered in poison. But, like, we see their hand twitch, and then, like, some needles pop out of it. So, like, oh, maybe we'll see them survive. It seems like the only thing that could possibly help you with this poison is Ivan Kav's power. So, yeah. What else happens in this episode? Uh, so the the Marines, they they said it at the end of the last one and at the beginning of this one, that was, oh, they're devil fruit users. All we have to do is push them off the boat. It's that easy. That's all you got to do. You just got to push Crocodile off the boat. Just got to push Doss Bones off the boat. Just got to push yeah, Buggy a, off a the boat. Yeah, a man who is made of do. sand and can levitate. A man, a man who, who is made is, of blades. Yeah, a man who is literally made of blades, and Buggy who can also levitate. <laughs> as long as, as long as you don't get his feet, <laughs> you just have to toss his feet into the ocean. Even easier with Buggy. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think the Marines can handle this themselves. I trust them. Pro- <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, I mean, well, actually, 
as you say that, Buggy is pretty much immediately fucking dead. Like, Buggy is knocked <laughs> unconscious for this whole, whole <laughs> sequence. I actually love this, because as they're fighting, a, whir- a whirlpool starts to appear, and, like, Jinbei's head, like, slowly rises out of it all badass. <laughs> And he like sends this giant fucking attack. I think this is probably the hyper beam you referred to. <laughs> yeah. And he's literally yeah. like, oh, wait, this is the ship that we're like, he fucks up the ship and is like, oh, that's the one we're trying to use to escape. I forgot how powerful I am in water. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> he's so cool. I love Jinbei. And uh, while they're doing that, Luffy's mecha wax Luffy is fighting Magellan. Yeah. Um, how, how is that going? You think? It seems to be going pretty well, you know? Um, He's, like, getting hits on because Poison can't get through the wax. Yeah, he's pushing him back a little bit. And then the random prisoners are, like, shooting cannons at him. Yeah, I actually, it's kind of... together. It's kind of cool to see, like, like, they have, like, weird barriers made of wax. Like, he, like, uh, Mr. Three is just kind of, like, making a whole, like, like, he's not... Dude, he can't put up any of a fight himself. He's a very small yeah. and weak man. But he's like, yeah, I'll just make a bunch of tools for everybody. Yeah. Which rules. Um, but yeah, they're, they're not like... I wouldn't say Luffy's like doing any damage at any point. He's just like consistently holding him back and pushing him back a little bit. And he is not yeah. getting hurt, which is kind of the goal here. Yeah. Uh, oh, hold on. Up until uh, one thing happens. <laughs> uh, whoops. Uh, Magellan decides to have red poison. Yeah, Magellan goes his gear third. Kind, yeah. <laughs> like, and, <laughs> God, I can't even put into words how fucking cool it looks when he does it. The sequence yeah, he, is ridiculously good. He, the, the, the poison, uh, I, I do, I, I still have confusion as if this is supposed to be also acid, because that's how this poison seems to be. But, uh... He, like, it gets all, like, red, and he turns into, like, this spooky demon-looking thing that looks really cool. Yeah. It's like if uh, Grimer from Pokemon was from hell. (laughs) A little bit, yeah. Yeah, he gets, like, this (laughs) giant fucking, like, I guess basically monster chopper size. Like, it's called Venom Demon, but it's, like, this big red fucking poison monster that, like, trudges uh, towards them. Um, The scene where he summons it is just really great looking. Yeah, so this red poison is, like, too strong. Like, it, it's destroying the wax. It's kind of destroying the walls and ground of the prison that they're in. Yeah. Uh, but that's, uh, at that point, Luffy is just completely on the run now. They're like, this is, this is it. Um, like, even Mr. Three, like, can tell and, like, takes his wax back. And it's like, Luffy, we're running. Come on. Uh, and they do. They are now running away from Magellan, so, like, the uh, the pressure is, like, really on to escape now. Which is, I think, I think it's really cool that, like, this arc successfully has its stakes and payoff. And, like, I don't at any point feel bummed that Magellan isn't, like, defeated. Like, I think... Yeah. I, I, I think the victories they have are incredibly satisfying, and maybe that's just a testament to how well they are set up and how, like... Our goal is saving Ace and getting getting away from obstacles is plenty of a uh, of a victory. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll we'll see a little bit more of of them pushing back Magellan as a uh, as as the episodes go on. But right now they're just running the fuck away. And uh, Bon Clay 
remember if you remember him, he's up at the front yeah. door with uh, the the group of people who are just waiting on a boat, uh, hoping they don't die soon. And um, he's basically being caught up on the past couple episodes. Like he he's now getting all the information like us the viewer have, which like no <laughs> one character has. <laughs> um, no. So so he is like okay. So Jinbei's out there trying to get a boat, and Luffy is holding back Magellan, and they're just like, "Oh shit, is this gonna work out? Is this gonna is everything gonna line up or not?" And um, I don't think the actual big like the the next big problem has been brought up quite yet, which is the gates of justice. No, not yet. Okay, that'll that'll come, uh, in in due time. But yeah. So Bonclay's like being caught up on the situation. We see Jin Bay is just chilling underwater. Uh uh Crocodile and Daz Bones fucking dudes up. And uh eventually like Jin Bay starts playing defense where he has now started attacking all the other ships and being like, hey don't fuck up our ship because they're yeah. <laughs> they're trying to. Which is I think part of the problem too where it's like we get one ship, the other nine are just gonna sink us. And Jin Bay's like Yeah. Fuck it, I'm too good in the water. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> Which is exactly, like, just him basically sending gigantic tidal waves up on these boats, like, make all of their cannons unable to fire for a while. Yeah. Uh, which rules. Because, like, uh, they, they said it got all the gunpowder wet. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Yeah, that's, like, that's a, a fun, like, way to, to go about it, I think, instead of just, like... Destroy them. He, he broke the ships or blew it up. He's like, no, just disable them. Yeah. Jinbei smart. Yeah. Jinbei rules. Warrior of the sea. And uh, yeah, so he's doing that. We see that Luffy is now getting to the front gate, which is a bad sign uh, for Magellan. <laughs> um, is, this, is, this, is this when, like, I remember a scene where Luffy runs up and Bonclay's like, oh good, he made it. And then we see, like, the fucking yeah. wall crash down of the, <laughs> yeah. ven- the Venom demon. And they're like, oh fuck, we're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that happens. Uh, it's terrifying. And Ivankov, we check back on them. They're just, like, laying on the ground yeah. with, like, Inazuma in their arm, like, a, a, under their arm, basically. I don't know if this is on level two or one, but it doesn't really matter. I think really it's just two, because they, they're able to, they just go through, like, one floor? Yeah, I can't, I, I can't really I tell. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's unclear, and it does not matter. They they seem really bad, and they basically are like, I have barely inner energy left, but I'm going to use my hell wink. Like, he's looking straight down on the ground, which I'm a sucker for any time any anime pulls this shit of, like, I'm going to use an attack downwards to get upward momentum. Yeah. It's a it's a big Joe trope. <laughs> um, but they hell wink straight down and launch themselves through the floor and uh, get up to the front gate with everybody now again. <laughs> uh, and it's great. I love seeing it. And, um, Luffy, uh, oh yeah, Luffy gets a call from Jinbei, like, on the snail phone. They're like, hey, Luffy, you're here, check in with Jinbei, and Jinbei's like, hey, we're a little late on getting the boat together, but just jump into the sea, I promise it'll be fine, and Luffy does, like, trust him, but he, like, stops to fight Magellan again, too. So he's like, yeah, everyone listen to Jinbei. This is not the first time I've been told to, told to jump into the sea <laughs> by, by someone I trust. And I love his line here, which I, where I, th- I don't know who is asking him why he trusts Jinbei. It might be like, I guess it can't be Buggy. Probably Mr. Three. But uh, his line is just like, Ace's friends are my friends. Like, yeah, 
I, 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 if Ace trusts them, if they are successful friends with Ace, then I trust uh, Jinbei with my life as well. Yeah. Which rules. I, I, think, I think it is a testament to how Luffy and Jinbei immediately have such a great dynamic in, uh, in Impel Down. That uh, one, one that I'm excited to see a little bit more of as we go on with the, the rest of this calendar year on the podcast. But Luffy's big move to give everyone just an inch more time uh, is to have Mr. Three make a giant wax wall. And he's like, that's not going to hold. Like, this poison goes through it. But he does it anyway. And then Luffy does gear third to punch the wax wall. And it lasts, like, long enough that he can push Magellan back just a little bit. Like, it gives them enough time. And uh, if you remember that Luffy deflates when he uses gear third. <laughs> this is good. So first, when, uh, when Luffy used... Is gear third. All I could, I, I was just fixated on the fact that a giant foot was flying across my screen for multiple seconds. That's a choice. Uh huh. And then, uh. <laughs> well, I mean, we watched, uh. Is it Strong World? Where, like, the final attack is just his giant foot in the sky. And it's, like, really drawn out. <laughs> I think it's that one or the one before it. Yeah, it's it's uh it's it's I know it's thorax, which I think is funny because that's just a word. Yeah. If you put those those two words together, it's just thorax. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> which is in Warriors just... uh four, which I think is a great a great a great move to have is have Luffy yell thorax every now and then. <laughs> just a giant foot across my screen, yeah. and then Luffy's small, and even Cobb wakes up and is like, "Is that Straw Hat's son?" <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, cause, yeah, he lands in even cop's hair, which is like, dude already has a big fucking head. But like, Oda was like galaxy brain being like, let's make Luffy as small as possible and put him on top of Ivan Cop's giant fucking head. <laughs> um, yeah, so Ivan Cop's like in and out of being awake. And uh, Luffy's like trying to get Ivan Cop to be more awake and help. Uh, he's like... I think I, I think he's like I need to use your big head or something. He says he makes some remark about Ivankov's big fucking head, and uh, basically his plan you can kind of start to piece it together, uh, where he tells everyone to get like grab onto Ivankov's head. I, I I a lot no one really thinks this is going to end well, but Luffy is like this will work. I trust Jinbei. I trust Ivankov, and Ivankov's like well I trust Luffy, and I'm basically dead right now, and uh, Magellan's right there. So everyone grabs onto Ivankov. They do one giant fucking wink, and they blast out of Impel Down, like, destroying, a, like, a big tower, too, on the way, which is a nice touch. But then they start flying into the sea, and, oh no, how is this gonna turn out? What is Jinbei gonna do? Is he late? No! <laughs> they're, they land on some sharks! <laughs> Jinbei can talk to fish! He he just got some whale sharks to show Hell yeah! up. <laughs> and they look they look just fucking happy. They're to be so there. stoked. <laughs> I love it. For, for for whatever whatever reason, they're just so excited that they're able to help their big uh fish man friend. Yeah. And here's if I could help Jinbei, I would be stoked to do it too. He is maybe the most <laughs> likable character I think we've been introduced to. I think like like in a way that Luffy is. Where you're just like, yeah, I love them immediately. I have no hang-ups on this guy. <laughs> Whereas, like, a lot of other characters, they're like, yeah, they're good. They've, they've you know, 
Usopp has his, his down moments. You know, there's been moments of distress with Nami and Robin. Frankie showed up as kind of a, a bad guy. Jinbei is just immediately great. I have no hangups with this dude. Um, and I guess that kind of helps too with like him being introduced as like an ace respecter. Yeah. Um, and that's the end of 450. And uh, now we're going on to 451, the final episode of uh, our stretch here today on the pod. Um, I was, I, I expected us to go just as long as usual. We might just barely be under two hours this time. We'll see. This episode has a lot of <laughs> shit. But 451 is our uh, our final episode here in the old Impel Down. We're already outside of Impel Down uh, at this point as we're, as we're starting because Magellan sees everyone escape. He's like, oh shit. And uh, the Venom demon that he has collapses and starts like melting. It reminds me a lot of the, uh, the like god machine at the end of uh, Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind. Mm. Animated by Hideyaki Anno. <laughs> uh, and you can tell. Uh, but it kind of reminds me of that, just the way like a giant melty thing is just like co- like completely deconstructing itself. Yeah. Uh but everyone gets on the boat. It worked. Yeah, everything's okay. Yeah. Uh yeah, nothing bad will ever happen again now. And uh I didn't notice this uh the first time, but now I notice it that Jinbei is actually helming it himself. Like he's he's spinning it around and maneuvering it, which is um cool to see. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I love I love Jinbei and everything he does. Uh, but, um, yeah, so he's doing that. Uh, Ivankov is, uh, trying to treat Inazuma however he can. He's like, I gotta, you know, like, he's telling people to look for whatever medical supplies are on this marine boat. Uh, they're under fire, uh, from the other boats. And everyone's just kind of, like, collectively, like, like we see with the Straw Hats escaping the Marines, we see all of these guys escape the Marines. Uh, Luffy's still doing his, like, balloon shit. I know that Crocodile does stuff, but I don't remember any of, like, the visuals now. Oh, there was, there was something I, I forgot that I wanted to point What's out. What's up? When, uh, when, <laughs> when they first got control of the boat, Buggy was, like, celebrating, and Crocodile just went, you didn't do anything. Why'd you even come oh, with Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he gets knocked out <laughs> immediately, and now that everything's fine, he has woken back up, and he's like, we did it! Yeah. Captain Buggy, save yeah. the day! <laughs> and, uh, I mean, his, his followers are cheering for him because they did not see what happened. Um, yeah. which is, uh, which is, I think the answer to Crocodile's question, that's why he came. Uh, so he can still get credit for it <laughs> or escape. It's kind of win-win. Buggy gives himself a lot of win-win situations and often, yeah, uh, succeeds accidentally. But, uh, yeah, so they're under fire. Magellan is like requesting a boat for himself. He's like, I can still catch them. They're not gone yet. They ga- they can't get through the gates of justice. Jinbei is like dodging everything like a champ. Uh, but now they are reaching the gates of justice. What the fuck are we gonna do? They can't keep asking for miracles. But Jinbei is determined that it'll be okay and says that they are just gonna keep sailing forward. And they're like, well, there's no fucking way we can get through them. Magellan will have to open it himself. And there's no way that that's going to... Oh, wait, hold on. They're opening. <laughs> Weird. What's up with that? And we, we check in with Magellan, still on that dock, about to get on his boat that he requested. Uh, but then he sees the gates open. And he's like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? That's not a thing that can happen unless I tell it to happen. And my question to you, Jory, is at what point did you piece together what's happening? 
So I thought they were just going to f- blast through the doors. I thought Jimbe was just going to be like, nah, I got this, and he's going to use his fishman powers to blast mm-hmm. through the doors. Once they once they showed, like, inside the room, I was like, okay, I, I know exactly what's happening okay. now, and it felt bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, ne- my next question is, how do you feel about it? Uh, but he, yeah, so he cut inside. How is this happening? Only Magellan has the authority to open the gates. We cut inside and see Magellan opening the gates. <laughs> uh, but Magellan's outside. How can there be two Magellans? Oh, wait. Bob Clay's in this arc. Yep. Remember <laughs> As soon as they cut it there, I was like, there's no way he got all the way back there already. I know exactly who this is. I know exactly what they're doing here. And I, I, I actually, then they make me feel extra bad because they're like, he, he's doing the same thing he did yep. last time he said goodbye to Luffy. He just can't have a normal goodbye with Luffy. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they they do a, they do a little bit of a of a thing on that as this episode or before this episode ends, but uh, yeah, they they cut back in and there is a Magellan in there, but yes, it is Bon Clay pretending to be him. Now the the real Magellan is like running down, trying to stop this. See what's going on, and uh, then there's just two Magellans for a while. <laughs> yeah. There's actually a great bit where they're both yelling at the guy to close the gates or leave them open, and um, they don't know which one to listen to. <laughs> we learned that Jinbei knew this whole time. Uh, we we have a a cutback or a flashback to you know him telling Jinbei the plan, where it's like I can do this. It's the only hope we have. And Jinbei being like, okay. And Bond plays like, by my honor, don't tell Luffy. We you know it's 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 our way. The um. The oh come my way way to to not say goodbye. Swans never die or say goodbye. This is a lyric that he recites um, in the, the dub. So, so is that is that how they worded it? Yeah, like, I, I think it's it's the oh come my way to never say goodbye. It's, it's no, he says swans never die or say goodbye. But it is like so, yeah, it is like their thing <laughs> is is what he's saying basically. So the subtitle said uh, something that. Seems like it'd be on a tweet, <laughs> which is just queers never said goodbye. <laughs> Queer culture is not saying goodbye. <laughs> yeah, like that. Like <laughs> yeah, which is weird. That's that's the thing when it's like when he says something like swans or queens or whatever. I think it's more just like this weird culture that he is in, like the fictional culture in which uh, Bond Clay, the character, is in that happens to be very queer but just the line queers never say goodbye is like well i don't think you can say that i don't think that's a good line as it stands so shout out to the dub for for making it not that i guess uh at least in my opinion but um i do think that the testament to swans never die is actually pretty solid where oda is promising to never bury any gays so maybe it's (laughs) maybe it's good actually (laughs) Um, although, of course, if you're like me, you think every character in this show is gay. So, um, that's, that makes it a little <laughs> bit harder. Oh, but, uh, yes, so that's, uh, you know, he's like, don't tell him until you're gone. Or, and, um, you know, he wants to, to keep that distance so he doesn't have to say goodbye to Luffy. And Jinbei, unable to translate that resolve to Luffy, hands him a transponder snail. It's like, it's still connected. And it will be until we're on the other side of this gate. So he calls Bon Clay, who is upset at first. He's like, oh, I, I told Jinbei to not do this because I wanted 
to to not have to say goodbye. And basically, it's just like Luffy and everyone crying and thanking him for like five minutes. And eventually, Bonclay starts to cry. And then I start to cry. And eventually, Bonclay does like cry back and like tell Luffy that he believes in him to go save Ace. And uh, yeah, we get all the flashbacks to the last time Bonclay did this to save him. Yep. Uh, very emotionally effective. I, this is, I mean, like, this is why I'm so positive on Bon Clay, even in our Alabasta episodes, in which I don't know if he deserves it then, but like having seen this and revisiting Alabasta, I was like, I just love Bon Clay. Like, I just love everything they do. They're great to Luffy. And this is, this is them doing that again. Um, saying, you know what? I had to do this. I want you to save Ace, so go save Ace. And um, eventually they are out of the range of that transponder snail. It cuts off. Bon- Bonclay tricking the guards manages to get them to immediately close the gates again. So that way, Luffy, once Luffy is through them, they will close and cut off any chase. Uh, and that happens, and then he like kicks it so it breaks so they can't open it again. Um, so they're stuck there for a while. And Luffy gets through the Gates of Justice. They do it. They fucking pulled off a successful escape from Impel Down. <laughs> the narrators, like, the number of people who have escaped from Impel Down jumped from one person to a thousand people in, like, a day. Which is hilarious. Who, who is that one person? Uh, Shiki of the Golden Lion. <laughs> oh, so movie man. Yeah. Okay. Which apparently is also... Oh. Someone said canon. Like, someone said it is in the manga, too. I, I had previously huh. said on the podcast that it was, like, just a, a an anime thing to, to set up the movie. But I guess it's also set up in the manga, which is interesting. Huh. I don't consider that movie canon by any means. But uh, interesting that Shiki, as a character, is, like, sort of canon. Yeah, that's really yeah. interesting. Uh, but that's that's curtain and call on, on uh, Luffy for this episode. Uh, that's They escape. We'll see uh, how they get to Marineford, or if they get to Marineford, or if they if they save Ace next time on the podcast. That's a lie. We won't. There's other stuff we're gonna we're gonna check in with the Straw Hats actually. Um, <laughs> but this episode isn't actually over yet because there is one final thing that happens before the to be continued happens, and that is Blackbeard standing up on level in level four on that bridge. He stands up. I imagine he feels about the way that I do in my room right now. Very warm. <laughs> uh, as he gets up, he is greeted by Shiryu of the Rain. And none of this can be good. <laughs> no. no. Uh, that's, a, that's a fucked up cliffhanger, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. How, how, do, you, how do you feel about uh, the ending of, uh, of these episodes? So, it, it's... I was just gonna. I was reading the wiki. I, I, I exaggerated. The number of prisoners that escaped is now two forty-one. There's only two hundred and forty of them. <laughs> so, uh, it's concerning. About um, I I have a feeling that this hor- horrific samurai man is part of Blackbeard's plan, or he wants to do something to him. I don't think this is just like a chance encounter. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. but. They only have four hours to get to Ace before he's executed. Yeah. Um. <laughs> how? Yeah, I guess, I mean, like, 
we'll we do our predictions or your predictions at the end of the episode as always. But like, how are you feeling in general about like they they made it out and there's four hours to get to Marineford and save Ace. So, uh, what my my original thought was because I know there's a big battle at Marineford. It's hard to avoid that that truth. <laughs> My, uh, my, my original assumption was, was going to be Luffy saves Ace from Impel Down, and then, like, they hear, like, there's, like, a, like, not all the, like, Marines start, like, clearing out of Impel Down, because they have to go to Marineford, because Whitebeard's already there, and the battle's already started, so, and Ace is like, thanks for saving me, Luffy, will you do me another favor? And then they go and help Whitebeard. That's kind of what, it, I, that's the direction I was expecting it to go mm. in. Was like, the clash already happened and Ace can't just like ignore it. He has to go help Whitebeard. But now, uh. um, Luffy's, Luffy's gonna get there with like a minute to go. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what it feels like. He's on, he's like, it's just a, it's just a, a harsh timer and it's a uh, scary. Yeah. Fucked up. <laughs> Four four <laughs> hours to get there, and uh, who knows what'll happen when he gets there, or um, how any of that shit's gonna go. Uh, but I, uh, I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I, we'll we'll check in with your your always correct predictions after we do our plugs. Uh, this episode's a little bit shorter, which it's it's we still managed to talk about the length of these episodes it took to watch, roughly. <laughs> uh, went, oh, there's a lot of action here, which sometimes. We, we'll we'll talk yeah. about it for a long time. Sometimes we just kind of go through it. So it was well animated action. It looks, it looks great. Like. Yeah, we talked. I think we talked about all the important like plot beats of the fight still. But yeah, we'll be back uh, next time with uh, some uh, some transition chapters. We're gonna check in on the Straw Hats, and there's a couple other episodes that's bookended with. I'm looking forward to going through those, uh, and that'll be our our second episode of August. Because now we're doing two a month, and this is me now swinging into our Patreon plug uh, to thank you to everyone who uh, has got us to the, the two-episode-a-month goal. Um, excited to continue doing that as long as we're at that goal. Thank you to our patrons of this month, Mallory, Becca, Varake, Eric V, Steven, Captain Moki, Marcus, Deus Equus, Ashok, Tyler, Jameses, Morgan, Jackson, Riley, Chad, Stella, Lucas, Cat, Damian, Clueless Wanderer, Andrew, Stephen, Martin, another cat, Adam, Kyle, Peter, and Jay Harkins. Um, but yeah, so thank you to everyone who supports us. That's at patreon.com slash wearewatchingop. If you want to uh, hear these episodes early, our bonus episodes and commentaries we've done. Uh, if you want to hear your name at the end of these episodes every time. Or you can help us get to our next goal, which as of now is smoking weed with Luffy when we get to four, 420 <laughs> episodes or uh, 420 um uh dollars is is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Don't know what that means yet, but we'll do it. Uh but yeah, so we'll figure it well, out. Well, it'll it'll mean something when it when it happens. Uh it's very funny though. Um but yeah, so we uh patreon.com/wearewatchingop is the link for that. It'll also be in the show notes. Our Twitter is also wearewatchingop if you want. Uh, some retweets of pictures of Robin or occasional shitpost jokes or uh, updates on when episodes come out. And while we're talking about two episodes a month, uh, we're building up a buffer. So we're always ahead of uh, recording and uh, editing. 
And uh, our plan to release two episodes a month is uh, what, based on our recording schedule that we have kind of planned out, uh, I think it works best to release on the first and third Friday of every month. So we're just going to alternate like that for as long as we have two episodes a month and that goal hit. Um, but yeah, so basically once we're on that path, you can expect them uh, every two weeks. Unless there's a month with like three Fridays, in which case we'll have a, a week off. Um, but uh, yeah, and I think since they're Fridays, we'll probably try and get uh, episodes on the Patreon early uh, by that Wednesday, probably, maybe earlier, depending on uh, when the edit's done or how long. This episode's not a full two and a half hours, like always, so um, it might be up there even sooner, who could say. Um, but you can get those episodes early, and our bonus stuff this month, or last month rather, we did uh the first 12 um one piece openings we watched them and ranked them that was fun uh no clue what the august one's gonna be yet but we'll figure it out and um yeah that's uh patreon.com slash we are watching op our twitter is we are watching op and we are on the orange ghost podcast network you can uh support that at patreon.com slash uh the orange groves to uh hear cut content from this show, other shows, other bonus stuff is up there at high, higher tiers. Um, lots of fun stuff. Supports uh, hosting and art and music for uh, all the shows on the network. I know we have some new ones. Uh, we have one new one joining and one starting back up this month of August. Um, so go check out all the shows on the network at theorangegroves.com. I don't normally front load with all those plugs, but uh, now I have. So I can say, Jory, uh, where are you on the internet? Um... You can you can find me on Twitter at Noam Jory. It's uh where tweeting about video games and stuff and my dog. My dog's really the only important part. A lot of dog posting, yeah. <laughs> um, I have other podcasts. There's uh Sis and Hank. I'm eventually going to figure out to get more episodes, but also um being unemployed for four months uh. Sure does make you not do anything. Except for watch One Piece. <laughs> that is true. Um, and then by the time this is out, there should be a new episode. There will definitely be at least one new episode of Casual Wrestling Fan Podcast. We're not going to talk about weekly wrestling because uh, with the state of the world, um, they shouldn't be doing wrestling. It's too dangerous. Uh, they're putting people at risk. But we talked about the I final I ever WCW paper. What's wrong with having a bunch of people uh, have their hands all over each other and sweaty? I don't see what could possibly be <laughs> the issue with that. <laughs> it's even worse when you see someone like stick their finger in someone else's mouth, like to get out of a hold or something. It's like you can just you can just do something else to like get out of that. This isn't yeah. real. <laughs> but we talked about the last ever WCW pay per view, um, and. There's a reason it was the last one, and the company folded two weeks later. So, <laughs> uh, that'll be up uh, by the time this is out. Uh, what about you? Me? I'm on social media, Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J-O. I make uh, a couple other podcasts, I think. Um, let me look at the this calendar here. When's this episode coming out? This episode comes out uh, publicly the day after uh, the... The episode of Nervous Rex with uh, you on it, Jory, as well as Wheels. Um, but 
my other one of my other podcasts, Nervous Rex, uh, started as just an Evangelion rewatch podcast, uh, kind of like this one. I was rewatching it. My co-host Chris uh, had not seen it before, and it's kind of turned into more of a uh, a, a show about Ano's larger filmography connected to Ava, because uh, we have talked about Gunbuster, Diebuster. We did the rebuild movies, and uh, our last episode before we go into hiatus is going to be on Shin Godzilla. Um, I think we're probably going to talk about live-action Anno in general, because uh, Chris is planning to watch his other three live-action movies before then, and I love them very much. Hmm. Um, but yes, Jory will be joining us. You love Shin Godzilla a lot. So do I. The movie's incredible. So we'll be the 50% rewatch, and Wheels and Chris will be watching it for the first time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, going to be a lot of lizard talk over there on Nervous Rex. Uh, go check that podcast out. I'm a really big fan. Of it, I made it. I'm very proud of it. Uh, great, great show. I think that's all the stuff to plug. So uh, get at us on Patreon if you want to get episodes early and all that stuff. I've said it a hundred times. Uh, we'll be back next time with uh, with a couple, a couple little uh, you know, you know, I don't even know how to say it, like t- side stories. We're gonna check in with some other stuff. Uh, kind of build us a, a bigger ramp uh, before we get into uh, Marineford proper which we'll be doing throughout uh, September and October. But yeah, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll be back next time uh, talking about all that stuff. And until then, Toby! Continued. We are the hosts of Got It Memorized, what used to be a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast. We did the impossible and finished recapping all of Kingdom Hearts. The whole thing! Now, fueled by our own hubris, we've endeavored to recap other things. We've covered the world ends with you, and now we've moved on to Final Fantasy X. After that, we'll do more tasks that humanity previously thought impossible, like creating cold fusion, accessing the Akashic Records, and folding a piece of notebook paper in half more than seven times. Find Got It Memorized on the Orange Groves Podcast Network, on your favorite podcast app, or do what we did and approach a pulsing dark monolith in the middle of your city promising otherworldly powers in exchange for audio catalogs of JRPG franchises by whispering the secret words of power, Got It Memorized. Blitzball!